This episode of the Out of Bounds Podcast is sponsored by Fisher Skis, and you can visit them at www.fishersports.com. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, my name is Adam Jabber. This is the Out of Bounds Podcast. I haven't done an intro in a while, I feel like, but I guess it was only like a week or two. But anyway, uh, we've a great episode today in studio. Josh Malchek, uh, the dude, actually re-ran an old episode of his recently. He's on the New England Let's Do Podcasts and Talk About Season Tour. Um Mainly we talk about things like just general industry talk. We talk about men and therapy and like how it's actually an important thing that you probably should do. Uh, kind of do some storytelling, general shit talk. I It's a great episode. I hope you enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I really appreciate Josh taking the time. I really just enjoy talking to Josh generally, like even off air. He's like one of the people that I actually, I learn a lot from every single time. I actually just like if you didn't get this already, I like talking to the guy. So um, really nice to have him in studio. If you're watching on the YouTube, you're welcome for the great fireplace background that's going on there. Um, obviously, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to push that more and more. We had a couple weeks off with no new episode on the YouTube, but we are back on the YouTube game for the next few weeks at minimum and hopefully for the rest of the year. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to try to go 52 weeks in a row, Ethan, just count me on this 52 weeks in a row having a YouTube episode this year. That's my new year's resolution. Is this the first episode of 2023? It is. Yep. Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. That's my new year's resolution. Okay. People make all these weird ones. Like they're like, I'm going to become president of the United States or I'm going to become, I don't know, good at skiing, but none of us are going to do those things. So I am going to record a YouTube episode or an audio episode every single day for 50, every, every, single, week. Day, every single week for 52 weeks in a row. Imagine every single day. Imagine what that would be like. How many times could I talk about social media and ski boots and all that stuff? Um, anyway, subscribe to the YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes if you're an iTunes or Spotify listener. That's all I'm going to ask from you. I think right now episode of the year voting has happened. I don't know who won yet because it's not over yet, but... Um, past future me technically it's right now it's future but it will be past me by the time this comes out we'll tell you on the internet who won episode of the year for every individual show that comes out or that came out over the past year including care less do more uh big sick energy coffee and van chats the pursuit and whatever this show is called um all right into some of the things that allow me to have a mortgage and a business and all of these things that uh, I'm so lucky to be able to do. First and foremost, Todd, my friend Todd at Alpine Vans makes the best adventure vans in the entire world. Uh, they're like the dude one time told me that he only wanted to make dope vans for people that wanted to do dope shit. I could not agree with a philosophy anymore. Like if you're going to do something, make cool shit and cool shit only uh the dude just makes he makes like it's such an absurdly nice van that i don't even know how to describe to you but like if i can give you a reference cody townsend works with them uh on designing some of these vans and uh cody townsend is a cool person i don't know if you met cody townsend but i've met cody townsend and the dude's fucking cool so he'll tell you how to make a cool van and uh todd will make you i guess Cody will tell you or show you on the YouTubes and then Todd will actually build it for you along with his wonderful team down in PA. So if you're looking for a new van, hit up alpinevans.com and go to 
what are we going to? The email? What's his email? Todd at alpinevans.com. Go email Todd. Get a new van. If you're considering one seriously, like this is the one to go with. Like I, I drove that thing for a few months and holy shit. Like it's, I'm still in awe of that thing. So uh, shout out to the Alpines fan. Alpine Vans family. Sorry, it's been a long day. Anyway, we're on into a Deuter ad. Uh, Deuter is the premier backpack manufacturer for people who do fun shit. And in case you're wondering, it is Deuter, not Deuter. Okay, Deuter is like your super bro or like a weird name to call a poop. Deuter is the bag brand of which you should be buying. Uh, I've been using those Aviant duffel pro 60s and holy shit that's the best travel bag ever like it's so clean it's water resistant like the thing is like it's like those patagonia ones that get made except they're actually cool and they don't make you look like you're working fucking tech or something so um i'm a huge fan the number one thing though if i could recommend a singular product if you're going to buy something from deuter is the new freerider pro 34 uh, the thing is awesome. It comes with all the bells and whistles that you need to have a proper touring pack. It is the right size. 34 is like the size I use for everything every day. Um, it is like other than resort stuff and even sometimes for resort stuff, it is like the perfect weapon of choice to put all of your weapons in. Okay. Uh, go to Deuter.com. That is D E U T E R.com and check out a new pack today, specifically that free rider pro, I'm a huge fan, and you'll see me rocking that thing all winter long. And without further ado, we're rolling on into our episode with Josh Malchuk. Josh, tell people first who you are, and then a little bit about yourself and all that good stuff, and then we'll uh, we can roll on. Well, here I am in the uh, studio. Very exciting. I am <laughs> my family and uh, my upbringing here in the East Coast. We are in. West Springfield, West Springfield. West Springfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> this has nothing to do with who you are. This no, is no, literally yeah. nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, it all starts. I've I've driven through here, you know, probably you know thousands of times in my in my growing up. Oh yeah, my name is Josh Malchek, and I work. <laughs> I'm a 37 year old uh, marketing branding professional, and I work for Season Equipment, which is a new brand in. Based out of the Northwest, founded by Eric Pollard and Austin Smith and a few others. Um, and yeah, this is year three. And how I got here sitting here in West Springfield, Massachusetts, was I grew up in Connecticut, Southington, Connecticut. If uh, for the listeners or viewers on YouTube can see my sweet sweatshirt, my mom, my lovely mother got me uh, Ski Mount Southington. Lovely place in central Connecticut where thrills are made locally. Um, 47 feet of elevation. Did not get paid for that, but I've gotten a lot of free tickets there over the years, so I want to give them a shout-out. They have a park set up right now, and their their snowmaking capabilities are, are second to none. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's on Mount Vernon Road, Southington exit. Not sure, off of I-84. <laughs> but, yeah, I grew up there and then went to school up in Vermont uh, at University of Vermont. Public Ivy, no big deal. Not sure what that actually means, but um, yeah, went to school in Vermont and was a little hotshot skier for Line Skis locally, which was based in Burlington on Flynn Avenue, and um, realized quickly I wasn't going to be a professional skier because no one could pronounce my last name. And uh, that's a requirement, you think? That is well, it was in two thousand eight or so, and there wasn't really a got it influencer um, crowd or got it. You couldn't just uh, just take pictures all the time, but um, yeah, I was. Uh, I was there, and then I emailed Jay Leventhal one day down the street if you need some help, and uh, 
he said, come on in and started stuffing stickers and being an intern there, did a year-long internship. And at that point, 2007, 6, 2006, uh, I was purchased by K2 Sports. Everything moved out there except for Jay. I finished college. Somehow convinced him. Uh, I think his wife convinced him to hire me at Line Skis. And I moved to Seattle in 2008 to start my um, funny career in the snow sports industry at Line Skis, which is a uh, brand of K2 Sports, which is now called Elevate Outdoor Collective. Um, mm. And I spent, I'd say, 12 years there. Um, various job titles, similar jobs, uh, a lot of um, marketing things and starting MySpace pages, ending MySpace pages, <laughs> starting YouTube pages, um, growing growing that brand and, and seeing the uh, the growth there. And then also Full Tilt Boots, RIP, but uh, Full Tilt Boots was the other brand that was there. And um, I think the last time we talked, Full Tilt Boots was just being... It was being killed. Ixnay. Slowly. So that yeah. two years. Eh, we must talk last year then. No, it wasn't killed yet. It was like months before. Okay. We had talked and we were like, ah, both of us yeah. were like, something's going to change for sure. Mm-hmm. And then like it started happening and then I heard actually that it was going to die and then it died. Well, Somewhere in there. Yeah. Can I ask you before we move on from the full tilt thing? Yeah. What do you think about the flex name? Like what do we think about the FL3X? branding? Dude. I mean, it makes sense when you look at it quickly. Ugh. You want to be as a marketing training person you want to get <laughs> as much information with as little information as possible in front of somebody so it it, it um it partitions it into a certain category that's for sure and uh you know Volto was great and, and it's so in the world of that boot and that product that it's changed names once again like it was what Reikley and then Nizel and then Full Tilt and now K2 and it shows the the longevity of that of that product and how it works for, for specific people and um yeah, as a businessman, I understand it. I, I from what I hear, uh, they're doing quite well. The boots are, are alive and well. I mean, you got Sammy and Taylor and and Tom uh, and Phil and Henrik promoting their boots, and then having the rest. It's it's a very clean line. I I, I got, you know, my heart is it's sad because you you grow a brand for that long, and and you could you could do other things, you know, like category expanded to like say booties or things of that nature, but um. That was weird too, that they didn't. And I mean, it's a rep deal more than anything. It's to keep the sales reps happy, is what I was told. They left, like they gave the Rich Andersons of the world line booties still, yeah, so they get booties. the booty sales and the commission products, on line booties. You know? And then that category has really expanded. You got a booty there of Fabuki right there. That's mm-hmm. awesome to know. That's a great, um, great like seeing a product that's used by people in a certain part of the world and then being like oh my god more people in the world need to like yeah yeah, yeah. use this Th- their story is really cool and uh but yeah it was um that was that was a fun time in my life yeah 12-ish years and then I left I was presented an opportunity to start this new brand with Eric Pollard um and friend Andy Hitchon who's uh on the product side of things in January 2020 Hilarious time. Good time. Yeah. yeah, good time to start a new brand. Yeah, the world was my oyster and yeah. <laughs> uh, things were looking up and I was like, what's going on in Wuhan, China? You know, yeah. What's happening? And uh, and then we all know what happened <laughs> in the rest of the world. And uh, we still powered through and had a very, um, very gracious and patient um, investors and, and other business partners. That is the, the Nidecker Group in Switzerland and then Evo in um, in the Northwest. And uh, yeah, launched three, three skis and three boards and... In 
October 2020, mm. which was amazing, and uh, and was able to develop good products from two great factories and uh, deliver them mildly on time, and then sell out of that first year, and then year two was, I believe that's one of the last time we talked, was like year two was coming up, and we had some two new product, not one new product, two new products. We had a split board, and then uh, the Kin came out, which has become one of our most popular skis. Yeah. And uh, and from there, yeah, last year was was still that world of like COVID still around. There's still that like giant bump of like just people buying everything, you know. Like the, the you know more than me of, of inventory issues that we've had in, in snow sports world uh, for those times. So it was very unnatural times. And then got through last year, which was great. And then this year is kind of our second full year as a normal brand. And mm. uh, and you know some of the the like, I guess for lack of a better term, like tech stacks that we use, all the things that we that I've been building for the last two or three years, um, we're starting to like click. You know, our email yeah. marketing, our the brand was growing, and um, and all of our, you know, we're becoming, I mean, not established yet, but like, yeah, it's the one thing you can't buy is time of, of people being like, hey, I've heard of this brand, and like, yeah, isn't that people. <clears throat> having a few seasons uh, on these skis and people seeing them on people's feet in the, on the chairlift and then being like, what is that? So right. it's been cool to see like where we are now present day here, um, day after Christmas, 2022. Uh, we have a community. There's people that have, have gravitated towards the brand. We've created a lot more content out there. And, and the first year was kind of, we have a brand mm-hmm. started by Eric and Austin. This, these are our pillars of, longevity, a simplified product line. And then, you know, um, in common having skiing and snowboarding on equal, equal plane. And, you know, you could say stuff all you want, but then when you start seeing an actual like action and people like understanding it, having like a snowboarder dad buy skis for his, right. his daughter or, um, or vice versa and things like that. It's really cool to see people gravitating towards the brand. And it, mm. you know, it was a concept that wasn't like, it wasn't, we didn't go through years of like consumer data and seeing like, is this what everyone wants and everything? It was just kind of one of these more gut feeling type things of, cause myself, Austin, Eric and, and Andy, we've all worked for larger companies and, and the things that kind of felt icky to us or like that needed to change. And when given the opportunity to have a completely blank slate, right? you were like, okay, what, what would we do differently? And it's like, well, it's like, you know, spying skis or snowboards is like the cereal aisle. There's so many different options. They're all quite good. A lot of different things. It's very, very confusing to the consumer. Mm. Whereas we wanted to simplify it, make it one thing, skiing and snowboarding as one, you know, everyone's having a good time in the mountain. It doesn't matter. The war's over. This is the nineties. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, what, what could we do there? So, you know, we, what we did spend a lot of time on was the pillars of the brand of Mm. like what, you know, what we wanted to put forth. And then those were pillars, but they're also filters of like everything we, we made, everything right. we, we did. So like now pushing more and more stuff through there, not so much product, but more like content and stuff. And then, you know, in the marketing world, you kind of just keep reiterating the, the exact things you want and trying not to confuse right. anybody. Um, we, uh, you know, it's cool to see it in action or people like re resharing what we envisioned at some point so it went from like concept to like now reality granted we're still we're not like there's no global domination yet or anything but yeah, yeah, yeah we are it's so cool to see that there is a customer that is um that's down with it so it's it's there been very is. gratifying that's for sure there certainly is it's it's a really it's funny because initially 
you have no idea what a company's gonna like a new ski brand comes out and you're like do we really need a new fucking ski brand like do we need another ski brand it's like whatever the fuck candide's doing i'm like in the same boat i'm like i don't know do you know how many people by the way whenever i posted that were like season malchick knows dude it's uh, he he's got it it's for sure gonna be that candide goes to season and yeah. i was like I don't think that makes hey, the most attention, sense. If you you know it's not really in the wheelhouse of um, yeah, breaking news. Candide is not riding for. <laughs> uh, he did have black prototypes, which is nice that we're kind of. You uh, get the rub on that a little yeah. bit. No, I, I I enjoyed that time of just chaos, and 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 I would never, um, you know, correct anybody if they thought you're just double tapping it, yeah, like yeah, to let like, people oh, think. Yeah, 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 yeah. what a fucking know, pile. Eric and Kane are good friends. You know, they grew up in the same same generation. You know, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but uh, no, it was just fun to. Uh, I'm excited to see what he has coming out. That paycheck's got to be pretty insane in terms of. Yeah, and in, in our our world, you don't. We didn't come out with a big team of of people. You don't really and, need uh, to. It's that that's a, a part of the equipment in common type thing. We we do want to you know, turn the mirror onto the community at large. So like if you're following seasons, uh, marketing or all the content we've been coming out this year, it's a lot about like normal people and like people right. who are like, this person is a carpenter. This person mm -hmm. is a, uh, you know, and they all meet at the mountain or they use the mountain as like their escape or their, you know, their, their church or something like that. So it's, um, it's a little bit more that way. And, and with Eric, um, if he ever comes on the show, hopefully. Uh, okay. Dude, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, it, it's so absurd. He will. Eric's, Eric's, he was, like, the one that was like, yeah, dude, I'd love to, blah, blah, blah. This was, so whatever the last time we talked was, he was, like, super down. And then he followed up. And then it just, like, it's been, like, multiple <laughs> times. And I sent him an email this summer, and I was like, dude, I'm not, not going to ask you again. It's I will there. ask it's around you for, until the end of time, but I'm not going to keep at It's literally, it's him, it's Seth. And Christine Lutzenberger. And that's Good the only three people that I can't get a conversation with. It's like, that I really want yeah. to. Like, I don't give and a fuck about having... We talk about it all the time, and he's just been so head down in creating content and things like that. Whatever, dude. Whatever, whatever like, dude. I know. No time, little people. I understand. It's fine. It's yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's coming there. And, and when he, a long-form conversation with Eric is fantastic. So I'm like, sure. It's so much better than me. I'm it's, sure. I was pissed that he did the blister one. I'm like... I think I tricked him into that somehow. I'm not really sure. You're like just a phone uh, call about product and it ended up being a recording yeah, and I'm like, like you're, you're going to do one with that guy and you won't do one with me? Like that's <laughs> fucked up. Not that that means, but like I get it. I, that's when I changed my approach. I was like, let's just talk about product. Mm -hmm. it's like let's switch this around. Like we don't need to talk about you. Let's just no, talk Eric, about product. Hey, he's, a, he's a great conversationalist and just getting him on the phone. He, he now has internet at his house, which is nice. Wow. Thank okay. you, uh, Starlink. <laughs> and um <laughs> So there's there's content there. You might have like a break in the satellites that go over the house sometimes, but uh, yeah, the no, Elon internet. You will be on at some point. Just you know, waiting for that. You know, get up to you know whatever million followers or what. Yeah, <laughs> however many downloads I need to amass in order to be graced by the. <laughs> yeah, but he's been so head down in making content, and uh, and it's and it's it's easier when you're making content by yourself. You know, when or when you're for sure when you're in your own world and you want you have something to say that is controlled by your whole, your, your brain. But then, you know, partnering with all the people, you know, we're, we're partnering with people around his community and, right. and, and then telling those stories and, and shaping those is like super, super um, taxing for time and things. Like I'm that. sure. No. And like, I don't fucking care. I'd like, I do. And I don't, you know what I mean? Like I get it. I also am just like, 
I don't know if it's arrogant enough or if it's like, I just want to have the conversation. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I just want to chat. It'll be a great conversation. That's it. I'm sure it'll be great. That's, but We're it'll, it'll happen. in studio here. Yeah, exactly. That's the move. I'll fly him out. West, I don't give West a fuck, dude. I'll put him on a plane. He can go to Hartford. If he was a b-ball fan, we can go to the... We'll go to the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. We'll go to, we'll go to fucking, I what's that? I have been to the new Hall of Fame. Max's Tavern is like right there. There's yeah. like, that's the little... A casino in Springfield now, too. Oh, yeah. It's a pile of shit. Yeah. It is a complete pile. Like, City of Lights. A lot of Christmas lights. Like gunshots? Like that's the, yeah. <laughs> a tornado that came through here one time too. But. Yeah, that was literally this, where we're sitting. Oh, Just tornado. everything got wiped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just completely got uprooted and fucked. It's just. That's the beauty of the East Coast. You never know what you're going to get every day. I mean, it's. Uh, get whatever. All I've been seeing on the news is this giant storm that we've been having throughout the country. And, like, it's been lovely here in Connecticut. Like. Kind of cold. It's cold. A little windy I one night. I saw it on the news then, today. They were like, oh, gripping cold. Grasp the... Con-. And you're like, it's winter. Boston, or not Boston, Buffalo is... Uh, yeah. X is sitting there like snow blowing. Like, he's like, we got another fucking whatever. Like, we're just tired over there. I don't know if there's guy. some... Uh, vertic- find some vertical. You go skiing, I guess. Yeah, if you can. Yeah, you just you stand on somebody's house. house. <laughs> yeah, you just get on the roof and just ski down that, and that'll be fine. The roofs people aren't stuck in and uh, go from there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. So... On the ski topic, on the season topic, are we going to go black top sheets forever? Like, is that going to get played? Do you think? Um, well, it's it's definitely we've made our we've set our mark on black top sheets for sure. But like, yeah. the, if you our aesthetic is a timeless aesthetic, so you, you know you're you're not going to see right. like crazy new things every year. So there's there's always an opportunity. You, you never you never want to stick to the same you know playlist your entire life. Right. But um, but we're obviously you know customers shouldn't expect drastic change year. Or even in, in a few years. So it's not, I wouldn't put my, my stake down. Like I said, we're, we're only two and a half years old too. So we're kind of figuring out, one, we've we've changed right. the top shoe of the snowboard a few times already. We're, we're still figuring out materials and things like that. And then right. this this year, our our black top shoes are real nice. They're, yeah. uh, we had a um, we had a switch in the skis. And it's more of like a corund, like um, textured top sheet that's mm-hmm. like much more um, durable. And then the snowboard is the same way and actually has less like materials in it. It's actually a, more of a more black of a top sheet is basically mm. that's going on. But you know, I never say never say never. But um, we're uh, we're still trying to um, understand the basics, understand our the capabilities of the factories that we we use. Uh, Austria is where our skis are made, and then in Dubai at, at SW Sports, where the boards are made, where like Jones is made. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, and everything. It's a very cool place. I actually went there in uh, June. It's really hot. What do we think of Dubai in general? Dubai's an interesting place. It's uh, bizarre, isn't I've it? I've been to uh, a lot of manufacturing facilities in my life, and um, <laughs> it's uh, it was just bizarre. And then and then you go skiing inside of a mall after. Yeah, it was interesting, but yeah, happy workers, and they do a good job, and um, they uh, they pump out a lot of boards. And, and the um, the factory itself is there's a few other things they make. They make like water tanks, and like there's a lot of fiberglass mm. things going on. But the uh, the owner of the factory, he his father, I believe, actually started the factory. It was before the UAE was even existent. And, right. Um, and he decided to make, like, wakeboards and then um, water skis, I think, or something of that nature, and then snowboards. And uh, a few guys from the snowboard manufacturing world from Austria moved up there, and then mm. they have they've set it up, and, yeah, they make a lot of boards, and it's, we're, we're pretty happy with them. And it's, it's, it's an interesting place to make stuff, but it's centrally located in the world. It's funny, isn't it? You like can that's actually like get stuff. It, there's a lot of manufacturing hubs there. I, I don't know what else is made in Dubai, but um, yeah, they definitely make a lot of 
big buildings and um and apparently money they just print it it just yeah. falls out of trees and shit it's an interesting world and it's like they've they've really switched it to being a like a, a tourist destination so there's like the biggest of everything or the, the yeah. fastest of everything and you go up to burj khalifa and it's a very large building and yeah go there and <laughs> like, uh, this is tall it's um you know so if to the, to the listener there, if you're ever um, going somewhere far away from wherever you are, if you have a chance to connect through Dubai, I don't know, stay for three days, look at some stuff, take some pictures, and it's yeah. um, it's definitely a different world. And going skiing was was really cool. Me and Austin Smith, he snowboarded and I skied. I kind of wish I snowboarded because the, the snowboard rentals seemed a lot cooler than the ski rentals. Yeah. Rosnell and they yeah, were very yeah. stiff. But uh, <laughs> you walk through a mall, buy the Gucci stores and buy all that stuff, and then they give you everything. And um, they have three sizes of boots. Mm. And uh, what? Yeah, just three. You know, it's simplified product situation. I'm like, like I'm a 26.5. Yeah. They're like, we have a 28.5. I'm like, okay. It's <laughs> 7, 10, and 14. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the, the the slope is pretty interesting. It's it's bigger than I thought. And um, there was like a crew there. I'd never seen so much like Tom Walsh pro model stuff, actually. No there shit. There like a few like freestyle kids. And like, this one kid was wearing like Tom skis and Tom boots. And I, I'm like, yo, let me get a picture. And I'm like, I just texted Tom. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, blow this kid's mind. Yeah, yeah. So, now it's cool to see, and, you know, everyone's happy inside. Of, you know, when you're sliding on snow, everyone's happy as it is, and some people, they've never seen snow before. There's also penguins in there. I didn't get to see the penguins, but... Pretty nuts, yeah. Yep, there's penguins. Uh, there's a very large scuba diving thing, so me and Austin stayed a few more days and got our scuba diving certification in the Persian Gulf. Sick. Always want to do that, and then in Seattle, you have to do, for open water, you'd have to do it in Elliott Bay, which is a freezing cold Puget Sound, and... uh more expensive, I think, in, in Seattle too. So it was an opportunity we like did it in two days, which was like yeah. a little bit nuts. I'm pretty sure we got heat stroke after we did it. As I was sitting underneath the water at like 40 feet, I was like, ah, oh, it's still 85 degrees down here. Yeah, it's fucking hot <laughs> still somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it cooks there for no reason. Even at night, my dad and my brother went a year ago or something like that, and they just spent like 10 days, 12 days with like a family friend, and they were like, yeah, it was like. So bizarre. I mean, even the Emiratis were like, you came at the wrong time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, well, we didn't really have a choice. But, yeah. Um, they basically slept all day and then just went out at night and, yeah. like, just wandered. It's yeah. fine. Like, it is what it is. Interesting place. But, yeah, those are those opportunities where it's just like you're sitting in a factory in, in Dubai and you're like, wow, what an interesting uh, career I've, I've had where it's brought me to some interesting places. Yeah. After going to, you know, a week before I was in – Austria, which is where you think skis are made and everything. Yeah. Skis being made. And yeah, it was a big trip. It was uh, two or three years of, you know, COVID and not meeting the partners that we had and and just having that face-to-face uh, connection, which there's, I mean, you know, as much as I do of the amount of, like, connections that people have in this yeah. sport. And, and everyone's connected in some way. No one's getting rich in the, in the industry. So it's right. like you get to know a small sect of people and all around the world. So it, it gives you lots of joy. Yeah. When it comes to that stuff. It's funny, like trade being paid well for like good experiences constantly. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, the, it's very hard to find something that gives you both. But oh, yeah. like I was telling you earlier, it's like, it's crazy that you get to do this kind of shit as a job and you like get to go skiing and like, and obviously this is not the norm for everybody, but it's like everybody gets to be in this industry where you are like snow adjacent mm-hmm. at the very worst. And like, that's fucking great. Yeah. It's great. And living in Seattle, I have a lot of friends that are in the tech industry or have other yeah. jobs, and you know they, you know they have their Teslas and their their things and everything. And I'm the interesting person there because it's uh, you're making physical products, and, um, right. and you can talk about these things. And you know, I've I've constantly 
yeah, everyone should be always reevaluating their lives and their careers and what they want to do. And I've always looked into that world and be like, oh, I should just like sell out and go work for uh, Meta or something like that. And then, you know, you, you talk to a few people and you're just like, oh, yeah, that, that is very, um, you know, separating your job and, and life. So, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. At least not this at this point. If I go like super broke at some point, maybe. But like, sure. and maybe I'll change my tone. But I don't. I just can't see it. Or mowing lawns. I mean, in marketing in general, it's uh, you're never really done with anything, and that's the thing. It's like it's a <laughs> project that is like work hard on. Yeah. Here it is. It's done, and then it's sitting in a um in a in a museum or something. It's a constant rolling. So you, you never really have a like a I finished. So like you know, if I drive by a. A field and i see somebody mowing, mowing the lawn this is the weirdest comparison i've ever I'm like wow that looks amazing because you know he came there I the lawn was not mowed he got it out mowed the lawn finished saw his finished product went home and then a few weeks later you have to do it again so much more I satisfying to, i think it's very satisfying to to start and finish a uh, project whereas um you know rolling thing you know you you do look to the winds and you say wow we did a good thing but it's kind of there's always a next thing there's always another, oh, shoot, or, or that could have been better. Or, I mean, I guess you, you can always mow a lawn a little bit better sometimes, but, like. I just mean for mowing a lawn, though, like, I actually think that that's more satisfying because you fucking see oh, the yeah. work no, A to Z, oh, right? It is totally so That's satisfying. what I mean. Yeah. Like, marketing, it's like, people ask that all the time. Like, does marketing work? Does it, do you need marketing? Is it, how do you grasp, does it work, measuring that marketing, like, whatever Explaining ROI is? I mean, luckily, there's a lot of tools <clears> and stuff now out there, too, um, and I, I, I explain this to a lot of people that aren't, that aren't in marketing where it's like the best marketing is when you don't think there is marketing or when you're, sure. you're creating a, a community and a vibe and, and a, a feeling that you want to, you know, present to the the public and, and they want to feel right. a little bit ownership of it too. So it's, um, yeah, I've, I've always, in starting this new brand, it, it was like, I wanted to take a step back from the, like the silly product, uh, tech names and things like that or mm. the like the like trickery or things like that and, and yeah. it's and it's working in, or not working it's not it's just it feels good to be very transparent with stuff so it's like um yeah and just being like a a company that is, is based on it with really good um good morals i think and and having a, a a north star and a focus of of making simplified products and and celebrating everyone equally is um is cool and it's great to start that way because you know, there's there's a lot of baggage to, to longer tail brands out there, and it's mm. tough to and it's great to see other brands pivoting to this, having gender inclusive product lines and having um, a more simplified product line, and 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 the things that we really like. Um, it's cool to see other people being like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We're like, mm. Oh, good validation, <laughs> or like, yeah. or when someone's like, I love that you guys don't have, you know, skulls and mountains and stuff on your. Yeah, no, I do too. And it, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, there's there's room for everything. I think in in snow sports, but um, but to to offer a, a different perspective of your um relationship with your product is cool. And yeah, that's that's the thing we didn't touch on at all is is the service aspect of it. Our, our I mean, some would say, what is your what's your sustainability story? What, what's what do you yeah, do yeah, to yeah. save the world? It's like, well, it, we wouldn't be making a ski brand if we were truly <laughs> saving the world. I wouldn't be driving. You know, my dad's SUV over here and uh, and all those things, we'd just be sitting in, in caves and not making any more children or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about that. to start the conversation, it is, you know, skis and snowboards are durable goods that, that can last year over year 
for longer if you take care of them correctly. Right. And so with our partners and part owners, Evo, um, we had that opportunity from the get-go to offer something that no one else can offer is free service for the life of the product. Mm. So for the, the listener out there, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kick into marketing person here. If you are near an Evo store in the, in the West or in Whistler or uh, Rhythm in Japan, when you buy the product from seasonequipment.com or, or Evo or, or one of these, if you bring it into an Evo, you can get a free tune every year, a free standard tune, which is like 80 bucks. Or right, right, right. Um, for the life of the product. So to keep it going and, and then you're going to also feel, oh, I didn't have the old product um, right away, you know, when you see the new Q1 mm. release, limited edition, something or other. So that longevity is, is a really cool thing to, um, to tout and to, to talk to people about because they're like, oh, yeah. I actually don't need to like get something all the time. And uh, yeah. And so there's people for that. Cause I remember the last time we talked, you're like, how the hell are you going to sell anything? Yeah. It's, and we were like hanging on that tagline of like, yeah, season equipment wants to sell less skis. And they were yeah. like, I want to sell enough skis. <laughs> We'd like we, to sell enough skis. We need to, sell to, enough. Uh, yeah. to maintain our we jobs to and, and yeah. to, to grow and, <clears throat> and seeing it being a new company. And we are still introducing our company, our brand and ideas to more and more people every year giving them that option to be like, oh, this is, a, is another way to think about it. Yeah, right. Opposed. And hopefully in, in 10 or 15 years, we won't sell any skis and people will just be in some sort of like, I don't know, subscription or membership program where they can just go Dang. somewhere and get teleported to a mountain and, uh, in, you know, whatever. And then they can just pop up and have their skis there. But um, but currently where, where we're sitting right now is people still want to buy their stuff and have a quiver and things like that, but they don't need to feel... Like it's an old product ASAP, and we're we're in. Like I said, we've we've updated top sheets and 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 builds and stuff for the skis. So we're not going to stop evolving uh, like the skis. If there's a better material out there, if there's a better mm-hmm. shape, if something's a bit long in the tooth, we're we're, we're constantly going to be looking for for new stuff. But it's not going to be that rapid fire like this is new because it's new because it has a slightly different like um, mm. you know radius or or like a it's point something degree yeah um, difference. So, yeah. Which is the thing that happens all the time. It's funny, like, you look at the long-term progression of skis and how much shit has changed in, like, the last 15 years, and you're like, oh, shit's changed a lot yeah, in the last 15 years. there was an evolutionary time. But year to year, like, almost nothing yeah. cha- It's like these super small changes get made year to year that, mm-hmm. like, don't necessarily yeah, make the sense. the wrong word there. It's, it was a <clears throat> revolutionary, revolutionary time in, you know, the, the late 90s to... I'd say the 2010s or so of like, yeah. you know, and, and you saw it, like there was super fat skis for a long time. Well, right. We had like hell bents on the fucking floor in yeah. Western Mass, you know, like you tons love of those things. It, dude, I want some. Willie Ginton and my friend, uh, Mike Reed have like a shared pair in the Northwest. Spatulas. They, they, Anybody's um, listening and has some fucking spatulas. They, that's uh, what I need to find. They but. swear by them. And I, I've skied them a few times. I, I still think the obsessed of that time was. One yeah, of I've got one. Well, I just bought one on eBay the other day, Correct. actually. Yeah. Ski and, uh, but um, yeah, the, that time of like going super fat or like crazy side cut and all these things, and there was enough time to like you know rapid fire and see what works and not. And now we're in an evolutionary time of like materials and um, mm. and more concepts. And so we're we're I guess positioned very well in the time that we're sitting in of offering a different idea of being like everyone chill out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? We don't need a new ski every year because it's really not changing that much. There's been a lot. A lot of work done, and, and Eric has done a lot of that work. I mean, he's it's it's what made us uh, such a uh, I don't know a lightning strike in the industry quickly mm. is because 
Austin and Eric and Andy and I have, have seen this and, and they, they, they were like, they, uh, the industry at large is like, wow, there's, there's backing here. It's not just a bunch of dudes being like, let's make skis and like, or yeah, make yeah, snowboards yeah. and see, see what works. So like partnering with like the best factories instantaneously working with Eric, working with Austin, having Andy, one of the best hard goods engineers there is and offering something that we're proud of and, and can stand by year one was pretty cool. Mm. So now it's just about getting it out there to a lot more people doing podcasts, pushing the product, Seattle, talking to people and just uh, saying, you know, I've spent a lot of time these last week or so in the East coast, just talking to old cousins and yeah, people in New York city. What do you do and everything? And marketing kinda, on the ground. Yeah. The on ground marketing. I'm <coughs> really uh, hitting the bed uh region there. No sales really, reps. That's what you got to do. No sales reps. Yep. And, uh, and that, um, that world of, of especially retailers is, is great. And it's what made our career and what, what makes a lot of snow sports companies, uh, that distribution is, is needed. Not everyone's going to buy a ski off the internet. Um, it's great. How we doing? I think you're doing fine. I just want to make sure. I think I need another beer. How do you there. cut? Oh, it's right there. Jeez. Yeah, you're good. You're lined up, dude. We're fucking doomsday preppers over here. Yep. Fucking ready to go. Hop splash. Pale ale. <sighs> Sierra Nevada. <laughs> That's the ad read for this week. I don't even need to do one now. Sierra Nevada. It works. Sierra. Buy a... Fire <laughs> LED fireplace in West Pretty Springfield. Zoom in on yeah, this the, like an evil person. And you just crop it into just the fire. Yeah, this is perfect. Yeah, Joe, one hundred percent is going to end up using came this. Came onto this podcast and started screaming crazy shit. <laughs> what do we What do we think about the recycling shit that's going on with like ski boots? Right, it's getting introduced heavy with ski boots right now really? in Europe. Yeah, yeah, this is a thing that's starting to happen. Is like Atomic made a recycled boot a very long time ago. It was a crazy color. I don't think the goal was called. That could be a good uh, question, um, trivia question for the listeners. I forgot what it was, but I actually just purchased a pair of Solomon uh, shoes. The running, the, the indexes, running shoes, yeah, they are sweet. They're yeah. great. They're Very it's a real light. shoe. It's a little and funny. The sole looks a little funny, right? Yeah. Like it's. Uh, you certainly can't like throw them into your um, your compost bin. I think they have to go back. Yeah, to yeah, them yeah. yeah. To well, that's the thing with the ski boots is they're only doing this program in Europe yeah, this you year. Do it locally. Next year, I think it's supposed to go. Next year, or the year after, it's going to go to the U.S. But, but like, what is the out? What is the? Uh, they're just going to melt all these fuckers down, and they're taking all the old boots. Like, you can bring it to any shop, old boots, whatever, and they'll just melt these things down. I guess. Well, what they should do is regrind after. I mean, Dog. The term regrind is uh, is like, <coughs> you know, the, the boots come off the the molds and everything, and sometimes they get screwed up, and so they throw them in a big bin and they regrind it, and then you have your yeah. That's why there's black is 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 kind of the rental rental color there because it's all regrind i don't know what the plan is exactly with this stuff all i know is like blizz tech so consequently nordica 2 are all like working on this program and there was somebody else as well rosie maybe that is trying to do this actively like this is a thing that they're actually starting to push mm. so like my thought is that that's going to start to happen with skis eventually uh, it's just like very difficult because it is epoxy does not um, no can't the thing is sealed together right you might be able to rip off the the, the um the edges and and it's it's recycled aluminum as it is and um or steel recycled steel I think and um but yeah that that world of, of recycling and it's tough too because you got to follow the whole line back and and most of recycling is mm-hmm. buttoned up and shipped to China and they're not taking it anymore so it's it, yeah those those concepts are great and it gets people 
um, thinking about it and and feeling good about it. But the I hate to go back to season equipment here. The <laughs> number one, the best thing that you could do as a steward of this earth is to buy less shit and take for sure, care of for it, sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And um, it's funny. It's like making people feel good about throwing a bunch of shit that they had in their basement away. That's yes. really what's like, that's my whole concern with the whole thing. And again, like, I don't know if it's even feasible for skis. I don't know how much it makes sense for boots. That's why they're mm-hmm. testing it in Europe first. Yeah. And I guess they're having success with it, but it's like, how much energy does it cost to break that shit down versus the amount of like waste, say, like what's the end goal here? You have a very I, long plan and like, I, I think that's with, with <clears throat> forecasting of how many boots you're going to have. You probably wouldn't want to change the buckles ever if you wanted to reuse the buck. I mean, reusing season again reusing uh certain pieces that aren't broken or whatever and I, refurbishing i mean the world of refurbishing is totally cool i mean i i have um there's down the street from me in seattle is wonderland gear exchange which is a consignment store mm. and they have been doing a very good job in 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 just educating people about like this and, and a lot of people a lot of people in this industry like to have new stuff all the time yeah if there's a outlet for it um I feel like Goodwill throws away half the things that they get donated to them, but um, probably <clears throat> there they you know they can resole stuff and 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 resell and it's it's really cool to see that and it's a I guess you'd say it's a it's an, an entry too if someone's like oh, I just moved to Seattle from wherever mm. L A or something like that and I need to go try skiing because everyone here is walking around in a puffy coat uh, they can it's a it's a easier way into the market and then um, you know they don't have to buy everything brand new if they don't like it or not and they can give it back. Right. So I'm a big fan of the reuse and renew. Uh, North Face has a really good program working with Austin Smith. He's uh, he's really been a, a big spearhead of that that program, which is cool. And, um, and Patagonia has the same thing too. So Terex is doing a new one yeah. too. It's like all these that brands scale, are starting I mean, to figure cool it to out. It's see the bigger companies doing it. And it's as long yeah. as as long as the budget and the the expectations and aren't um on the marketing budget yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh as yeah as long yeah, as it's Jesus. built into the product uh plan and um and then there is a long-term goal of being like we're going to shift x percentage of our you know yearly stuff or you know x percentage of our of our product line is going to be evergreen and it's not going to change ever so yeah you can order more more material more efficient less waste um and then you know x amount is going to hopefully will come back to us and uh Right and re- redo it there, but it's it's there's a lot of uh, a lot of webs. It's not just window dressing because like I think the consumer is getting a little bit more um, aware of that like greenwashing window dressing type thing where it's like is this sustainable? Yeah. It's like not really actually. So we try not to do that, and, and it's partnering with the right right programs. We do one um, percent for the planet, which uh, is very easy to sign up for as a individual and as a. Um, as a company. And it's also very easy when you start your company and start as, and it's built into your, your, your product already. Right. 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 As, your as plan opposed on to it. like, you know, if it's a big company, uh, you're like, Oh God, 1% is actually a significant amount of money. It's actually <laughs> and, a lot. That's and, someone's uh, salary. Yeah. yeah. But it's a great program because they do have a lot of different ways you can, you can contribute that 1%. It's, it's like in product and kind, if you're donating it or you can, um, you can put their logos in, in, in your ads or, or, you know, there's a lot of marketing funds you can do there and it, it makes it very easy. It's pretty working with them. has been really cool. We are interrupting this wonderful episode uh, to tell you, which is funny because like, I think we're talking about Josh's skis probably at this juncture, but I'm going to tell you about some skis that I like personally quite a bit more, even though Josh makes great skis and it's a great company and blah, 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 blah. blah. Tell you what, 
If you're buying a new pair of skis this year, buy a pair of Fisher skis. They're landing in shops and have landed in shops across the country right now. And holy shit, that new Ranger line is absurd. Like it's so much fun at once. Honestly, like this is the the feedback that I've given a lot of people. It's like if you're expecting a, a Ranger 102 free, like the pink one from last year, it is not that ski. It is more versatile, slightly more aggressive. Mounting point changes everything. Go check out. And if you have the opportunity, if you live in an area like where there's demos that are happening, go try a Fisher Ranger. Whether it's the 102, which is what I ski as my daily, the one the 96, which is what Ethan skis as his daily, or the 108, which is what I want to be skiing daily. That 108, pound for pound, one of the best skis on the market right now. Like I mean, that is like that ski is fucking phenomenal. I don't know why I'm swearing in ads today, but you know what? We're rolling with it. Uh, you can go to fishersports.com and check out the whole new Ranger line. Go buy yourself some new skis. Go to your local shop. Talk to them about it. You can also buy them direct on Fisher's website. But uh, go get some insight from the professionals. Go talk to your local retailer. Go online and call somebody. Like, go talk to somebody or me. Just call me. You want my cell phone number? Just slide in the DMs and you can call me and talk to me about Rangers all day long. Okay? I'm not doing it for other ski brands, but I will do it for Fisher. We'll talk you through every single ski, what they mean, what does what. I'm happy to give me a call. Okay? Uh, We're rolling on in to our friends at Woodchuck. Uh, Woodchuck Cider is the premier. Ethan, can you change the slide? Like, what is this? What kind of operation are we running around here, dude? It's slow. Oh, God. It's slow. He's blaming the computer. Um, Woodchuck Cider is the original American hard cider made in Vermont. Uh, it is ac- accidentally gluten-free, which if you know this about me, I have developed a gluten intolerance over the past six months or whatever, and it kills me. I, I like roll over. And if you are looking for a substitute, it's holiday season, it's new year, whatever, Woodchuck has a gluten-free product across the board, uh, and they also have about a million different flavors uh, that are available in liquor stores and online across the country. You can actually have some of this product shipped to you depending on what state you're in. Uh, And if you're in the wonderful state of Vermont, some would say the best state in the country, you can head over to the Woodchuck Cidery. Um, They're like 20 minutes from Stowe or something like that. So if you're up there, if you're going to Bolton, if you're going to Stowe, you're going to Sugarbush, stop by the Cidery, Cider House, and check out everything that Woodchuck has to offer, including Granny Smith, Amber, Rosé, Perseco, Sangria, Mimosa, Guava Nother, Bellini. How many more can I do, Good you memory. think? I was uh, really just excited about the turkey. Uh, <laughs> Ethan's just happy about the turkey. You can make a thing with a turkey and stick a can in it. And right. Anyway, there's a recipe to make a turkey on Woodchuck's, Woodchuck's website, apparently, as well. I don't know why this is what he's putting on my screen, but this is where we're at right now. Go to woodchuck.com. Order yourself some Woodchuck today. And our other um, thing is climate neutral, which is um, it basically every year we have a, a um, like a formula or like we type in all the things if we used air shipping or, or ocean shipping and all of a sudden it kind of pops out what our um, what our uh, our carbon footprint is and then we mm. can see that and know what the hell we're doing and then go from there and uh, try to offset as much as possible. But offsets is there's not there's a whole another conversation about offsets these days too, that's what i was going to ask you honestly is like what is that Oliver really is <laughs> yeah offsets? is it is it enough to do like even just being carbon neutral right like that's the thing that people i get this question kind of a lot actually where people are like yeah carbon neutral is whatever like it's fine but that like it's not good enough anymore the neutral isn't really you want to be carbon negative 
Yeah, exactly, right? Or carbon is it carbon positive or carbon negative? I think it's carbon positive, right? Not positive. It's no. negative. Yeah, Not nobody's positive. positive anymore. I don't know. Um yeah, I just I don't know what the answer is to it because you're just you're making a bunch of shit no matter what like that's a negative right out of the rip right Mm -hmm. you're making more shit and you're putting it into the world that is a problem regardless we all need to consumerism capitalism whatever the fuck like it's just how it goes people buy shit they keep rolling i i just don't know where to set the expectation for brands anymore like what is good enough to do for a brand for a regular consumer to be happy with what the brand is doing environmentally right like i don't Every i don't know has a different box or a totally box to check but like you know some people don't, it's I, your your priorities are if you are um in a position to make those those choices yeah if you if you make enough money or you're you know you're gonna buy all organic or things like that that's great and then I think it comes down to uh, how you see the company portraying itself and, and what their values are. Right. And it's, you know, the, the product making is only a part of it. It's, it's the, the, the activities of, of the company. I don't travel. as much. I, I traveled a significant amount um, yeah. in my previous role. And it was, I mean, part of it was mildly selfishly to get to different places, but to, to have a relationship with, with everybody yeah. in, in the organization but uh, with Zoom and everything, we're we're all much more connected and don't really have to go anywhere as much. And um, and if I do go somewhere, I try to go for longer than I, I should. I'm not going to go to Europe for three days because it's yeah. very bad and also terrible just personally. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it just comes down to a consumer's um, yeah priorities of what what they want to uh, what they want to do, and it's and take what take what is being told to them and make their own yeah. uh, decisions, and you go from there and. You know, every once in a while, you still need to buy something from Amazon. You need to have it tomorrow or mm-hmm. whatever. And you're just like, you know, you could be one of those uh, support local stuff. But if if you need that, uh, I know it's tough. That air air purifier as the the <sighs> or a specific like yeah cartridge for something specifically exactly. that like fits in. It. And you're like, I'm not. Where do I even go to buy this? Mm-hmm. Like you don't even fucking know where to buy. It. And it's That's like some tough. random shop in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. they maybe have it. Don't answer the phone. Like there is a definitely a downside to like shopping local in that. Re- and mm-hmm. I I do think that people that aren't willing to acknowledge that are just fucking nuts. Yeah. You know, like there is a downside. There's a, obviously a huge downside on the Amazon side and the, you know, the mega business side of things, but there's also like, there's a balance somewhere that's really important to find. Like for shops, the conversation is always like, is direct to consumer a good thing? Is it a bad thing to me? Like the way that we run our business and the way that a lot of shops run their business, it's actually a good thing. Hmm. Because, like, you then rely on the service. There's less overhead. You adjust your business according to what's happening. Yeah. And you make it work. And then people, as long as you treat people well and when they bring in their, their shit. Too, according to what their business plans are, too. So exactly. It's like, um, exactly. You know, you, the last thing you want to be is just overrun with product. And you're like, well, I have to buy it because I'm getting an insane deal because yeah. Johnny's Ski Company has too much. They forecasted yeah. wrong. <clears throat> and yeah. uh, now I have all these something 130s or whatever and then you're like guys shaking fists at cloud because like you're not selling enough product (laughs) like and like everybody's buying their shit online it's like who fucking to me who actually cares go to your local shop if you can buy what you want from your local shop if you can if it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. like it doesn't need to be this like the guilt thing in shops bothers me Mm -hmm. 
so much because it ruins it for every other shop. When you're like a pile of shit and you're like making people feel bad about buying things from other places, <laughs> who fucking cares, Not man? Like, and dude, you're shopping me like, oh, where'd you get these on the internet? Yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, no shit. Well, we got seasons. Where did they come from? Yeah. Like, oh, dude, like I don't care where they came from. <clears throat> yeah, and it all comes. I mean, as in my career, it, it does come down to communication, and people right. are in their own little world, and they have their moment of usually a buying group meeting or whatever to scream at you for some reason <laughs> for something that, that has been icking them for um for a whole year and then when you have a conversation and you say where the business is at or what what you're gonna do everyone's kind of okay with it but um buying yeah. group going away too though huh oh really for well not the buying group's not going away brands are elevate in particular removing themselves oh yeah i mean it's it's a with this the systems in in the the programs it, like uh, the the ordering systems that you have now, there's there's not as much. Um, you can offer different discounts much easier than it was before. It was it was a convenience thing. Right. I mean, the concept of a buying group, much like socials and stuff, makes sense on paper. Yeah. But then in reality, it's like, oh wait, we're making different deals for different people all the time, and then it's yeah. not even really going. It, it's not they're not buying a bulk amount of product to go to their warehouse to be disseminated throughout their their group. It's just yeah, you're Sorry, still dealing with it. Yeah. Still dealing with it. It is a little it's a little funny. I don't we've never been part of a buying group. I don't care about a buying group. Like to me it's fucking annoying. It's like either mm-hmm. you I don't know, you just buy and the volume. Big inter- bigger buy industries it. it makes a lot of sense because you maybe you get, or, yeah. I don't know. It's hard uh, it's hard I I always struggle with trying to compare the snow sports world with um with other industries. I mean is it tennis <clears> or golf or things like that. Is, is there that many specialty retailers? Of things other than snow sports, I mean tennis and bikes, golf, obviously. Bike, but like then, it's, it's hard because those things you need the serviceable aspect of it, yeah. and that's like the biggest. That's why specialty is holding on so long in snow sports is because people don't. And I honestly think a lot of it too is like din and binding release is holding well, people boots, into shops. I mean, so and boots holding people into shops, yeah. so aggressively because you can't go and just buy any boot online and no. just hope it fits. I mean, and the last can. thing it's I ever want to see is too many shops going away. Like it's in right. the good ones are in, in this, I guess you would say revolutionary time of <clears throat> especially retail. Um, the good guys are doing great, and uh, right. Ski Monster guys are doing great down in Boston. And there's right. there's certain hubs. Uh, Evo's service is unbelievable. Yeah, and they they you know they started on the internet and then moved to brick and mortar, and mm. those those stores are just so. Um, you know, they have great staff and, and it's a great experience when you do it, but mm. there are some stores that are kind of just a little school. You kind of go in there and you're like getting yelled at yeah. because you order your thing on the internet and then, and then they don't have <laughs> boots that you want or, or can't um, get them from the manufacturer correctly or be fit correctly. So it's, it's nice. Yeah, that. no, it's great. And good shops are great. I, it's funny. I actually have a constant bone to pick with the ski monster crew. <laughs> Constantly, constantly. Shots fired. Here yeah, go. not even. Podcast. It's he You're started listening. it. He st- fucking oh, George started it. Oh boy, this fucking guy was like second generation ski shop owners have no passion for the sport. Was his exact tweet. Ooh, and I was like, at me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if that's about which he that obviously did not know, but like obviously applies to me. And I was like, respectfully. You're an idiot. Like this was like my if you can find a for this statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like I was like, there's five of us I can think of right now that are very passionate sport, very much enjoy. But to be fair, I've later found out that he was not talking about me. He was not talking about like the Anthony Lahoots <laughs> of the world. He was like talking about 
somebody specific and ah. subtweeting somebody else and I just caught strays. Ah. But since then, I've been it's been three months, four months, and I've tweeted every month that exact phrase <laughs> that I am completely dissatisfied, disassociated ski shop Well, there you go. You got, the, you got the communication going out there. Exactly. You, you want to have like, <laughs> that out there? Wanna, I want everybody to know. You want everyone to know that there is second generation, third generations. I, my friend Kyle there at uh, Alpine Hut in um, <laughs> in Seattle. He's awesome. He's, I mean, shit, that place has been there for like, a, it seems like 100 years. I don't know. Yeah, there's the plenty. Shop it's, in Seattle. It was just a weird thing for him. To, and again, like I've, george ever listens to this i'm i'm not actually calling you an idiot it is fine like I, we are okay it's it's funny now i was mad well, about it for a minute on i-90 and he is he can come he's welcome place. anytime yeah. he's more than welcome i uh that would be fun actually it's it, it, yeah i don't know uh, anytime somebody just throws shit out there like that just to get a couple clicks on a tweet i'm like what the fuck <laughs> is the point of this like what was the point of being negative about somebody else right now on the Shots internet fired. Yeah. in this industry it's like somebody's going to take people say negative things on the internet. Oh, it's crazy. Isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? It's like, but you expect a little different, right? I say yeah. shit all the time. So like I'm saying this being a complete hypocrite because mm -hmm. I say shit that I'm like unintentionally offending someone with all the That's time. That's what probably. I get everyone to realize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone is actually a hypocrite at all times. Exactly. You That's know? my point though. And to have that, like, uh, yeah. you know, that, that plane, you know, no one's dying on any hills because it's very easy I to, know. um, there was a big, uh, environmental protest in Seattle and they were on a bridge and they were all in their kayaks or made yeah. oil and <clears> things like that. It's like, you're always going to get something. So there's always a hypocritical part, but like right. having the conversation, is great because it gets people right. talking about stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's I'm a proponent of people getting a. Uh, I think the government should have a stipend for having people on the West Coast, East Coast, to go <laughs> to a different part of the country and hang out with them for a little bit. We are very divided these days, and sure. uh, you know, I right after I got my COVID shot, I, I wanted to you know deep flex it, and I went to Florida, and um, <laughs> just to you know check it out. And I tell you what, people are very nice in Florida. Politics might be a little bit different. Yeah. And whatever. But, you know, they say, hello, how you doing? Whatever they care about you. Maybe, yeah. you know, there's a little bit more there. But, like, you don't want to write off human beings in general. No, you know? no. And people might say the wrong thing, the wrong pronouns, things of that nature. Whatever. But, you know, yeah, that's that, fine. Let's, uh, let's get off that surface thing where everyone's real bristly right now and just waiting to pick a fight. It's been better lately. Like, post-COVID, it it's been like much. It, yeah. it seems like everybody's kind of taking a little bit of a chill pill. Like, everybody's, like, hanging out. It seems like yeah. people are more willing to just, like, accept people where they are and try to make it better versus, like, yeah, you got to meet pitchforking everyone. You yeah, can't just right. Be like, nope, this is my way of the highway, and that's that. And that that's was brutal for a minute, and it's yeah. Again, like I'm, I'm down to just pick on people every once in a while and just have a little fun it's with it. East it's Coast like thing, it's an yeah. East Coast thing. I am perfectly fine with it. I just like for it just felt very direct in the moment. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just do my thing. I will be petty for the next twelve months. I will hold on to it, and it's Pettiness it's all good. But like, like I said, yeah, exactly. He is. uh Welcome on anytime. Any of those boys are like I'm and I won't fight with them. You know, like it is what it is. It's just that's how you squash these things, especially I feel like New England is very good at that. Right. Like yeah. they're very good at like spitting in your face and then being best friends afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's like it seems like that actually happens a lot more here than in other places. But on the like government stipend thing for like sending people place to place. Yeah. Do we want Midwestern people? <laughs> In either place? I think you just learn so much from somebody. You, know? <laughs> you just learn so much, and especially like, you know, uh, uh, Northwest native Rick Steves. You know Rick Steves? No. Uh, Rick Steves, uh, like Rick Steves Europe. 
He's he just he, because you added a continent, it he, doesn't mean he I has know a who show he is. On TBS, <laughs> and he goes. He's a big proponent of um, you know uh, travel diplomacy, and because the thing is, when you're sitting in your own place, you don't you, the stereotypes of a place far away from you. That's what you think it is, and then you go there and you go, oh, these people are just like me, or or, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, he's a big yeah. He Rick Steves is great. He's been doing videos about Europe forever, and he was a big proponent of like uh, legalized marijuana in America because he, Love you know, that he guy. spent so much time in, um, <laughs> in Amsterdam and, and and saw it in practice and and brought it back. But yeah, the amount of um, non passport holders in America—that's and I mean, look at geography—we're yeah. literally on a giant island or continent that not many people have the opportunity to go to another place. But when people do meet each other face to face, it's a little less um, screaming at each other on the internet. Yeah, yeah, I would. I agree. Go to Florida, everybody. Listener, go to Florida. It's actually it's great. a great place to be. Like, oh, no bullshit. Awesome. Like, the worst things on planet Earth seem to happen in Florida. Like, or the weirdest things oh, on yeah. planet Earth seem to happen in Florida. But it's actually a really nice place. Low cost, great weather. Yeah, it costs know? like twenty three dollars to get a flight down there, and like the West, it was uh, great, and people are just having a good time. Everyone's kind of on vacation all the time, and it's not the South; it's Florida. Like, yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird. Florida, and um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I need to go more places like that in America because... Like where? If you could pick a place that you could just go to that you don't... Th- like people don't typically go to. Like, you know, the Oklahomas of the world. Mm. Or of I went the country. to a wedding in Kansas City, Missouri, which was amazing. Okay. With a bunch of people from Boston, and when they opened their mouth, they were just like, oh my God, where are you from? <laughs> like, this is the craziest <laughs> accent ever. Um and America, I feel like I've been to a lot of places. I've never been to Chicago, actually. Chicago seems cool. Or yeah. like a place where there's like uh, snow in that culture. Yeah, the upper Midwest seems pretty sweet because it seems like mm. it's very, you know, those places are, are tough. So it's like you got to be yeah really passionate about the thing. I want to go to Cascade, which uh, my friend Ryan Schmies and uh, Jamie Voss and these guys have um, been mm-hmm. to. Or they grew up in, pretty sure that's Wisconsin somewhere. And uh, I don't know. A lot of different places. Schmies gets so much work, by the way. Like I, and probably not enough. The dude's insane. Yeah, but like, even the fucking van that I had for a while, he's like, "Oh yeah, I did that graphic." Like, he just can you send me a picture? I still haven't seen it. Yeah, like, what do you uh, mean, Smith a lot, and then just a whole bunch of other ones. And he's uh, yeah, he did a shit ton of K two graphics. He did those hellbents, and it's because he's he's a he worked as a graphic designer at at K two forever, and knows that world of of project based things, and is also an artist too. So he can can add his his creative spin on, on everything and knows the, you know, the, the scope or like whatever, like there can mm. be, you know, crazy, make this more easy on someone. Yeah. Eyes <laughs> or make it less, um, less, uh, I guess intense. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he's made those too, which is cool. Do you love Shmise. Shout out to Shmise. Dude, he did the finger thing to me, you know, like when he like pretends, I'm I still gonna, don't know what the what his why his finger is that. Is yeah, he that. just makes up a new story. He told me he did it two days ago or something when yeah, I met him for the first time, and then he would like put it back. He's like, "Look, it still does this." And then later, Pal was like, "Very on brand." <laughs> that was Very not yesterday. That's been forever. Very on brand to keep that keep that going. For for people that are, what'd you say? He was bit by a squirrel. That's what he told you as a child. Oh That's yeah, the yeah, real thing. yeah. His thing. Him. All right. Well, I don't know about all that. I'm not believing any of his but stories anymore. Notes, yeah. I'm fucking yeah. Exactly. Bit by There's a squirrel. Show what? Is there show notes? Yeah. Oh, good. I don't write them, but somebody does. Nice. Yep. Charlie. Shout out, Charlie. Show Charlie's. Got, I got Charlie's Christmas card right here. I hope the listeners made it this long. What, what 
All I right. think people do. We got an 86% listen-through rate. I think that's pretty good. Wow. It's Charlie's Christmas card. Little baby. Nice. New, new baby. Um, Didn't make a Christmas card this year. I should. Yeah, I probably should. Um, if people have to start, like people want to get their foot in this industry. It's like we're talking about all these cool jobs and things mm-hmm. that people do and schmies and what you do and all, like what all these people do. How do people even get a start in this industry? Because like the entry point is like everything sucks ass. You make no money. You got to work your ass out. Like, <laughs> so how do you, how do you get to a point where your, what does that trajectory look oh, like? Man. You think? I mean, it's, I mean, it's still a supply and demand curve. It's a small yeah. sports industry. It's, there's really not that much. Um, it's not like there's, there's very large and the large companies are still only 20 or so people. And so um, I don't know it's, it's doing things for free. Well, not for free, but it's Cheap. it's calling up the right people and uh, and getting getting some uh, getting some um, I guess FaceTime with with the right people and sticking around. And I always go back to my story of just basically like just cold calling and being like, "Do you need any help or whatever?" and showing up and then and not being a dummy when it when it comes to it. And then seeing opportunities and maybe getting your foot in the door. And customer service is always the best one because you if you didn't work at a shop or something like that customer service which nowadays you can be a customer service rep anywhere and, the, and evo's customer service guys are all around the country because they can just log on and and you get to, yeah you get to know the consumer you get to know that like that path and and you get to know a lot more about the products and and you know people's skills are where it's at and so that's that's a good foot in the door but yeah internships and um and just keeping your eye out there like getting on the right feeds and and contributing and and Making something out of nothing, I guess, too. I mean, this is yeah. sitting at this uh, purple table here is is a great example of making something mm. out of nothing, being like, oh, I want to have some conversation with people, and I have the uh, the means to do it, and then it, it grows from there. And um, in my world, we, my friends and I at University of Vermont in Champlain, we just were kind of broke and wanted to get um, free gear and, and do cool stuff and make videos, and so we made kind of a, a more or less fake video company. And got free passes from Sugarbush, and then we went to slide rails on campus, but you get kicked out. So it yeah. was like, well, let's have have uh, competitions or or um, rail jams or whatever they're called, and uh, and so <laughs> whatever they're and called. figure out all the needs that you need to do that. And we call up the guy Jay Leventhal down the street, and he gave us his liability insurance for like two million dollars. Like a <laughs> bunch of college kids, <laughs> and um, it's very easy to like sign over your liability insurance to somebody. It's Why? Like, it can't shocking. be easy still. Uh, like certificate of, of COIs. I don't know. It, it's, it's wow. Because if, if you already have that, you can just, I guess that's it, true though. Like, it um, must still be easy because that's all, all that we used to do rail jams at the fucking park yep. down the street. And like, and every rep needs to have them for like uh, yeah. demos and things like that. But, um, but it was just like, you know, it's just like looking at the whole process and seeing what you want to end, what your end goal is, is to have a good time or to, to do whatever. And, and when we made those events or those videos and things like that, there was, we didn't realize we were actually getting like real life um, experience yeah, and doing things. And so it was like, oh, there was marketing aspects of that. There was production aspects. There was like logistical aspects. And, and, um, and from there you're like, you have things you can't take away from yourself. Yeah. And I, I go, you know, in my head also, like it's my previous role, I was, uh, globally overseeing two brands in, in, mm. in the world. And, then, you know, in the last three years, you know, people will ask me like, what do you, what do you do? What's your title? And I'm just like, well, it, 
I don't really know sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's a startup atmosphere and it can be intern slash customer service to CEO, depending right. on who I'm talking to or what I'm doing. <laughs> intern. And, you know, the, yeah, I have a lot of anxiety about that because I'm just like, oh shit, am I like digressing in my career or whatever? But actually right. no, because I'm gaining a lot of um, experience in every aspect of like launching a brand, what is necessary, what's not. Mm. You know, a lot of tr- a lot of trial and error. So it's just like, yeah, that trial and error. This is a very long, um, long-winded answer to your question there of how to how to get your start. But yeah, it's just be curious is the thing. And yeah, I, everyone always says what what is that thing that you're good at? And I'm like nothing really actually. I'm I just yeah, know li- yeah. I just know a little bit about everything. And, yeah, and if I hit a um a stop or whatever, I'm gonna figure it out in some way. Yeah, and so. And you know, you know, the end goal is the goal is to keep your job that <laughs> seem real sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and you know, that's not always the end goal. It's sometimes you want to, you know, change snow sports or change change some right. consumers' minds. Um, you're gonna figure out how to do it if you if you have that kind of north star. So like, I never really do it or whatever, but people should write down their goals. They should journal about it and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, check in with themselves. There's a lot of those. Um, <laughs> Those uh, those things. A lot of books about that these days. Quite a few, <laughs> quite a few. Write down in your last, shit and yeah. Last year, or I mean, the last three or four years have been a drastic change from my my normal life of, of working at K two Sports, and so I've been um, very facing my own not mortality, but my own person, your <laughs> own myself, shit, yeah, my own shit. So I'm just like, oh boy, yeah, this is really what it is. So I've been, there, there is a lot of tools and and um. And, and help out there in therapy to help you um, figure out what, uh, how to make your life more enjoyable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You texted me. This is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. You texted me a while ago about like going to therapy and like doing all this shit. It's like, <laughs> what? Okay. So why did you decide to go to therapy? Why does it matter? Why is it like, and one of the biggest things that we were talking about is like men going to therapy and oh, being yeah. like, okay with being like, look, I have shit that I need to unpack and I need to talk to somebody about it that actually can like give me. Some feedback, right? Oh, yeah. Brain's so. a muscle, dude. And it's, uh, you know, it takes a long time, especially for men, of course. Dude, yeah. Uh, always a stigma, things like that. There should be no <clears> stigma. <throat> I mean, and if you have the means to do it, the problem is it's never really covered by insurance. Yeah, thing. barely. Like insurance is, is there to get old and, and, you know, make sure if you break your leg or whatever, you're paid for. But, like, yeah. your brain's, I mean, the biggest thing, you know, I feel like a not a broken record, but, like, I'm just saying what a lot of other people say on things like this of just, like, it's it's that muscle you need to, like, always be looking at and being like, okay, am I cool is whatever? Or like I've been yeah. through a lot or like, I mean, all of us have been through a collective trauma of, um, yep. of this pandemic. And we'll see years and years down the line when there's much smarter people than you and me that do, uh, do studies on this stuff. Um, that was a lot. There was a lot of changes in, in my personal life and I was back in Seattle and, and the, the job became less, um, less like, I guess rigid or whatever, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I knew my KPIs. I knew my, my, my things in, uh, in K2 sports world were this, it's just like kind of amoebas or, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. nebulous oh, is, yeah. is the word of just like, what are we doing? And so that, you know, as much as you want to, um, you know, partition work and life enough, uh, it all, it all goes into one. So I'm just like, ah, I probably should get into this or whatever and mm. it's impossible to get a therapist in in, in Seattle. i'm sure and, and how i did was i was working at my house 
and this like city bus that picks up a woman down the street from me that gets dialysis over a few days backed up into a car. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I saw it and I'm like, oh, they'll leave a note. And, uh, and they didn't. And so I like, you know, neighborhood watch guy, I take a picture of the bus. And then later, no way. later that day, my neighbor who I'd never met before, she comes out and she's looking at her car all smashed up. And I'm just like, I know who hit your car. And then like, wow. And she, you're snitching, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know. You know, I'm just fucking. Shit. And then she emailed me later and she's like, yo, you saved me like a thousand dollars. It wasn't a hit and run. Like yeah, yeah. we got all the insurance figured out. Like, what do you want? Like whiskey or chocolate or something like that. And in her, um, in her signature, it was like doctor of psychology. And I'm just like, no weird way. Request, but I've been like looking for a therapist. Oh. Do you have anybody? I've been striking out. And she's like, I got you covered. She gave me a few of them. And, and I got into this one, one woman and, uh, and then we start going every, you know, two weeks or so. And it's yeah. like, you know, the whole time I'm told, like, I'm my own therapist. I have my, my friends. Blah, You're blah, blah. fine. Yeah. But then it is nice to have that person that has zero judgment whatsoever. And you just say the most wacky stuff and, you know, they can help guide you and things like that. And it's, um, but it takes a lot to like, you know, take that stigma down and, and, you know, there's, there's, it's work. Everything's work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Like, you uh, see that jo- Jonah Hill, um, yeah, Netflix thing. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's great. I thought that was great, and that that was a very like, you know, intro. And there's like, there's more stories about it too, of like the the skills that you can you can kind of uh, lean on and stuff. And I was like, damn, this is really good. And uh, yeah, and it's cool to see. I mean, in at you know, in the last year or two of of me doing that sort of um, journey, if you will, um, it's been that long. I think so. Yeah, I think it's been like a year or so. Okay. And I'm just like, oh my god, there's a lot going on here. And any societal pressures, you know, people are get, getting married, having babies, and things like that. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh, and I'm like single as hell right now. And so um, <laughs> just putting that out there. Yeah, yeah. Put this it. is very much Listener, like hinge. Uh, this is hinge of the 99 percent of probably yeah. two listeners. <laughs> like, this freaking guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, not sure if this is the best place to find a girlfriend, but um, might be in a two guys sitting in a might be studio it works i've heard <laughs> i've heard it works i don't know like i'm just telling you i heard it works yeah well that'll be the third time i come out yeah exactly. <laughs> i'm moving back to connecticut yeah. here we are my mother I, would love that i but, live here now yeah but the um <laughs> where, where the hell was i going with that yeah uh, yeah it's just like yeah i'll take work and it's just like figuring it out but like oh yeah i can actually start um you know building upon it or seeing like oh this is my attachment style or this is my whatever there's like so much tools yeah. out there if you take a step to like sit back and do it but oh what i was getting at too is like yeah i got real freaked out by people that say like everything's fine or like um yeah or everything seems fine all the time or like or they're never wrong or they, they can't um be like whatever or like they're just like oh yeah everything's perfect like whatever it's like i don't know we're all fucked up in some way or another so yeah, like, like I'm anxious. Yeah. What do you mean? I'm anxious breathing sometimes. I don't know what I'm anxiety sitting... is, but I think I have it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, yeah, like three or four years ago, someone told me what what anxiety was, and I'm like, oh, I'm the most anxious person I know. Ah, like, <laughs> got it. Got it. So people don't just have panic attacks on a Tuesday for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a weird, that's a weird bit. Yeah, knowing yourself, and it's like knowing if your knee's, a, you got a trick knee, or it's, it hurts when the pressure changes or something like that. It's like, yeah. Oh, this is a situation I'm going to go into that's going to give me like serious anxiety. So like, to yeah, yeah, fall yeah. back on some tools or just like breathe and do whatever. Right. It's all good. So it's like, um, yeah, just knowing those those things about your brain, which is the thing that controls everything else, is uh, yeah, is crucial. So yeah, it's it's uh, I I recommend it, and it's like you know the first 
few months, I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, what are we spending a lot of about? money? Yeah. And then you're like, ah, actually, I feel kind of much better about whatever the hell I was talking about. Yeah, it was pretty regret. Like for me, it was like right away. Like I was like, I feel better. Yeah. Two weeks in, three yeah, weeks in, down or or just talking to somebody right. random that's not gonna right. like in because if it's your friend or whatever, you could be their closest friend or your whoever. You're still having it in your head being like, oh gosh, I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah. my soul here. Whether it's just like some professional who's like professionally. Right. Like, this. like the first time I went there, I'm just like, I'm fine. I'm, there's nothing wrong with me or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, you seem like a people pleaser. I'm like, oh my God, I am. Yeah. I have no barriers. Yeah. So I'll like, do whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, ooh, barriers. And it, it you know, it, it annoys people sometimes. It's I like they pull it. one brick out and then everything starts falling. Yeah. Yeah. I like having it. it and it, it's, it's not easy. And if, and people are always around to like push your boundaries and stuff and, it's, yeah, and then if you step back and say no thanks or whatever, or this is what I'm worth, or what's this is you know this you get a reaction. I do it. You get a reaction and it hurts, but if you don't, if you're not prepared for it, you know you, you'll just be walked all over. So it's for sure. That was one of the things that I started noticing was like I'm like I'm saying yes to too many things that I don't want to do mm-hmm. just so that I don't disappoint someone or make someone else upset or this or yeah. the other thing. And, and they're that all was good like, ideas. You just don't have enough time in the day to do them. And like you got to figure out what you want. And what you should do, right? It's like right. there's like this weird line that you have to figure out. It's like there's a certain amount of things you don't want to do that you should do. Mm-hmm. There's a certain amount of things that you need to do because you really want to do them, like that fulfillment side of it. It's like very weird stew of things yeah. that you need to like figure out. And I think that's what's been the most helpful for me is like just talking about what that looks like and being like, why yeah. did you say yes to going to this place that you don't really want to go just so that you could say you went? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess. Yeah, it's got to feel right. Yeah, you just got to. And that's the other thing, too, is like I am fully have adult ADHD. And so once you know <laughs> Same, that, yeah. you're like, oh, that's why I do that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's not, and it shouldn't be uh, like seen as a, a disability. I mean, you can weaponize it like crazy. I definitely For have sure. in my yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. I, I'm able to like, and then that term, attention deficit, is like the wrong summary for that one hour you're like i just did four thousand things in one hour it's attention like hyperactivity where you're like no i i pay attention to everything i barely take notes on things but it's like because i remember every single part of it yeah yeah. so with that you have to know okay that's how my brain works and so when you're interfacing with other people you go okay maybe their brain doesn't work like that and so how can i like how can we meet in the middle or how can we do whatever so that's that's a cool thing to like know by your and, and it shouldn't be an excuse of anything or whatever people are still human beings but it's like yeah you're like oh that's why i do that's why i over um promise and and do whatever yeah. or, that's why i wait till the last possible second to do something and then it becomes beautiful because before it was just like oh that's just how i am or like whatever right and it's just nice to you know you don't yeah the, the putting a label on it isn't like a cop-out it's just like yeah everyone has it everybody has a thing stuff yeah and they have a different way of doing it so it's just about navigating that world and and meeting other personalities and going from there right yeah it's funny i tell people all the time it's like one of the reasons that this whole thing works really well is because like ethan and i have like the opposite brain like ethan Ah. is super organized super particular like needs to do all this shit but if like he had to do the erratic like make a decision fucking run around this guy this guy this guy 40 things in it he would fucking there would be no no functional way to make that work and if i on the other side had to be like camera needs to be here this camera needs to be here that needs to go there that we need to send this tax report into this part and i'm like uh-uh, <laughs> it's not gonna happen yeah. buddy just like just... you yeah you take away from something else and it's just it is very interesting to see like how the different personality especially like on the back end of things oh yeah like how you deal with other people in your circle and like just accepting where they're at i think 
that was one of the things too that I was just like, look, I can't expect everything from everybody. I just have to expect a different thing based mm-hmm. on how I know them. You yeah, know? and to bring it back to why I'm actually here, what we're talking about, season equipment, it's amazing. I'll, I'll <laughs> <laughs> the, the guys that work on it daily uh, are, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of support on uh, from all of our partners, but the guys daily. Andy's an engineer. Eric is an artist right. and creative, and Austin is a professional athlete. All contribute so much to the brand in so many different ways. And yeah, and with me, where I always say I don't know anything about one thing, it is I can cook dinner and I can mow the lawn at the same time. Yeah, whereas in or shift that brain like really quickly. And um, and yeah. the other guys that they, we all, um, complement each other super well. Yeah, because it's and then it's just. Like it comes down to relationships and communication and yeah. and setting expectations and where we're at and, and what, what we can accomplish when we can. So it's uh yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. You, you learn a lot starting a business with your friends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, for sure. Like it's you kind of, and there's no one to like, mm-hmm. you guys are it. So when there's a solution that needs to like, you need to come to a solution, you have to find it out. Yep. Like you have to figure it out somehow. What are whether, here? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, there's no one to go be like, Hey, Fix this, which like, is so empowering at the time. It's it so is. Cool. It's sick. Terrifying, also. Where it's just fucking like, terrifying. Oh, it's us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, oh, who's gonna fix this? Oh, who can I blame? No one. Mm-hmm. You. It's you. And we have all the resources and tools at our disposal, and there's just a lot in the toolbox, and and so many different paths we can go down. And, yeah. And as the brand matures, and and uh, and the customer becomes a little bit more like, oh, this is our, this is our uh, our community. We can, you know, make the best informed decisions we can. You know, uh, some of them aren't going to work out. Some are going to be great. And, you know, it's just, you just know you're never going to hit a home run every time. And, uh, and that's, that's life. That's what's cool about life. How do you, how do you get to the point of acceptance where you're like, this is fine, right? Like this is good enough to put out into the public. Like oh, this is enough, like that's a really hard thing. And like, that's the anxiety all the time is because we have so much content. Like Eric created a lot of content for that. Like, right. So with the brand, we, um, there's any still listeners here we're talking about skiing and snowboarding not our like personal brain lives and things like that but um year one we had a brand here we are eric austin evo in partnership blah blah black skis like the whole thing year two was like this is what the product can do and so he was right more or less broke his back like making um these amazing like little mini films of each product that we have and so i was showing the product in action in the year three which we're in right now we were able to highlight individuals in our community and tell their stories, and um, and we have so many vignettes and things of, of like mm. so many different people. Like, there's almost too much per year. We actually have more things. We shelve things for the year before or for next year too, and um, and layering on there. But like, it's yeah. There's a certain point where you're like, it's the fall. We need to get it out. We need to do it. And it's like it's always it can always be better. Yeah. But it's like you have to come back to that like we are 100 like. Only a few of us are 100% thinking about this at all times. This is a 0.5% of someone's day. They may love the brand, but they're not going to, like, drag us through the mud if, like, something right. wasn't color-corrected correctly or whatever. So it's, like, getting it out there and having a cadence of what people can expect is where it's at. So you have to, like, take that back. Like, I mean, honestly, like, maybe the last product line I had with Line, I'm like, nothing could be wrong here or whatever. It was, like, the best product line I ever Well, What year was this so people can go back and pick you apart? Yeah, exactly. What, what? No, no, no. What year was it that you felt like that? That was twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen. It was the year that twenty twenty. I think it was like the nineteen twenty line. The, we had just introduced the Vision one eighteen. 
Okay. And uh, which is a good year. And the Vision actually. skis, I think, were great. And um, I think the Vision 108 is one of the better skis out there. Um, but like, I was just like, ah, oh, everything is like consistent. Like the, yeah. the designs were great. The product line was like tight. And at that time, I thought a tight product line was 26 models of skis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was and, gonna say. Yeah, was that, like, that is, oh, yeah. okay. And but like for for the 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 distribution that we had, that is a tight line, and that is there right. was something for everybody, and there was a good, better, best, and there was like widths and things like that. I was like, oh, this is great. But like you know, my entire career, I was like, that could always been better, or like we could right. have, we could have like spent more time developing this thing, this thing, and this thing, and like you know that, it, and you need that when someone is developing a brand or developing product, you want them to be like hyper hyper sensitive about it. And then when you put it out to the the public, you realize, ah, oh, no one is uh, no one's talking about the you know the mm. slight radius here, like the little nose thing here, like in the the outline there was like a little nub in the um in the tooling that I would see every time, and I'm like, god damn it, why didn't fix that? Yeah. Thing? So it is, it's like when we went back before talking about people and like you know everyone's so like divided, it's like it's meeting in the middle, and like meeting in yeah. the middle means progress and going forward. I'm not saying we're like putting out a, a shitty product or whatever. Like everything can always be better. My iPhone can be better probably, but um, you know, people are happy with it. Yeah. No, stuff is great. It's uh, I've said this for a long time. Like I think even at the minimum aesthetically, it is one of the more, the current season line is like one of the more perfect looking lineup. Yeah. It's how actually I think all ski. And I've said this for like a long time. You're talking shapes or like, I think shapes are important in the way that you guys are doing shapes is awesome. Like, and I think that that's a very unique approach in skiing because snowboards do it very well, right? Mm -hmm. Like they yeah. already do shaping the same way surf does it in the sense that like we're looking at actual different shapes. Ski industry has always not been that great at it. Like your skis, skis are skis. There's an evolution. I spend so much time looking at tip shapes and just like, and the tip yeah. doesn't even touch the snow. Exactly. But like, <laughs> yeah. It, but on a wall, that's where someone's yeah. buying it. Oh, and yeah. You're like, oh, that looks a little weird. Like whatever. It's like. And there's an argument there that like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. It turns mm -hmm. off a certain amount of people. Like it's it's funny. I've I remember like one of the first skis I ever sold was like a Rosy Avenger 82 Ti, right? Sick and this was name, like a great name. Avenger. Fucking tank of a ski, but like blunted tip right and that was like one of the big hurdles to have to explain as like a 15 year old is like mm -hmm. it's not touching the snow there's a reason they did it <laughs> just trust me just go ski it ski's fine you know like it's it's no different because of the tip shape yeah. but it does matter in the way that people buy skis the way that people look at skis and like even some of that line stuff that pollard was putting out like where it has that like little bubble in the last couple years of like mm -hmm. the bacon or the opus or whatever the fuck and some, and you know, it might irk you, but like to a lot of people, that's not even a thing they thought about or whatever. For sure. I'm sure some. I'm sure for ski uh, designers, somebody's cringing right car now. Car designer is looking at the hood scoop of something and is just like, I can't believe anyone even buys that. And for like, sure. I didn't even realize that was. I like, get mad at bindings all the time and people are like, why the fuck do you care? Like, what's the problem here? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the issue? It's like, I don't know. Like, it just, it makes me mad. Like when people I do shit like that. Ones, they look like a fighter jet. I like it. Sp Strive. I like it sort of. It still seems kind of plasticky, but it skis really good. Like it feels good. So I mean, it's just I don't know. There's bindings, or I don't. That's a thing. I don't think I can handle getting into right now. But nor <laughs> yeah, it's it's a mess. The whole binding. It's landscape. funny though. Is that is a thing that is like different in, in everything. Yeah. It should be probably a, a normal. <clears throat> yeah. The same thing in every few years. Everyone's like, this is what a binding looks like now. Yeah, it's everybody should make look pivots. Is that what you're saying? Everybody should make pivot I gotta, 15s. I, I need to try the pivots again. My brother Jason loves the pivots, and I'm just like, I don't. It's just metal. I just like that it's, it's metal. Very metal. 
It's very metal. It feels good. You feel secure. Like, I don't, I don't know. It hasn't changed for 175 years. Like, like look at the one behind you. That's from fucking like 1978. Oh, wow. Like, that's the cheap one, you know? It just hasn't changed in a bajillion years. So. Yeah, it took people, uh, you know, product designers listen because I, I feel like they were like getting rid of that at one point or another. And they were, yeah. There was at enough some point. Uh, product designers listening to the consumer and saying this, there's a market for this. And then people you, want it. People want it. Yeah. And now the reactor. What about that? Should that come back? I want one. If you got one sitting in a basement somewhere. I do actually. I will. I, I will. have some amazing. Uh, I probably should have brought a ski bag back for you to, to present you with some. Some. Yeah, some wall art. Yeah, machetes. It's the best thing we got on the on the wall right now. But it's uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Well, we're adding stuff gradually. I got the upsets yeah. the other day. I got some other weird fucking balance. Need some spatulas. So if anybody's got spatulas out there, take those. But I um, feel like Andrew Whiteford from Long Meadow, Massachusetts has a pair that he sells skis on. Lives in Jackson Hole. Shout out Andrew Whiteford. Hey I'll, Dub. I'll have to hit him up. Best Jackson Hole skier there is. No it's shit. Non ego. Big claim. Every every jump, bump, and everything. He was the first person when I started as like team manager, age twenty two. They're like, we need a free ride guy because we had no. And he was the guy. Will and Annie. I'm like, I got just the guy. I went to college with him. He was the president of the ski club at UVM. <laughs> went to Jackson. Just the most solid individual, Andrew Whiteford. Andrew Whiteford. Mm-hmm. Shout out that dude. He did some run a few years ago. It was like off Cody Peak to like. Whisker dude, a no name to like close yeah. out or whatever, and it was like the whole town was a buzz. I have no idea. I don't either. Jackson is a thing I haven't immersed <laughs> myself in yet, nor do I plan on anytime <laughs> soon. It seems seems toxic over there. I'm got enough toxicity my eyes in my do life. Go, go glazed over when someone starts talking about something like that. Yeah, I'm like, like not sure. I don't what's know what's going. What on. are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. A lot more skiers rolling into Seattle these days too. For sure, from it's other a thing. places. It's it, it's the, a thing. The, 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 the secret's getting out, and it's like, oh, boy. Secret's out, man. Secret's out in a lot of these places. A lot of people moving home, too. A lot of people moving back to New England. Oh, good. It's like it's starting to happen, kind of. The skiing sucks ass most of the time, but when it's good, it's excellent. It seems great. My it's friend uh, from Montana, he was visiting his in-laws in upstate New York, and he's like, dude, I said like a legit powder day gore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, three, dude, like, two yeah. Or three days ago. I was like, or right, white face, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're on it right now. That's Vermonters. We don't really go. Oh, I'm not a Vermonter, but. Close enough. Hard to get to. Sort of. Vermonter as a Connecticut person. Yeah. Seems not right, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, Where you are right now. Yes. It's a good point. Um, Josh, thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Great. Um, Where can people find you on the internet? Where can people find season? Where can people find the whole bit? Show notes, pretty much. (laughs) Show notes. You're Uh, banking on Charlie Hard right now. Yeah. At Malchek, good luck spelling that. Um, Malchizek. My Instagram, I'll I'll give you a an, an acceptance follow, and then are um, you private? Yeah, usually stay the private course. LinkedIn, if you'd like. And we to. accept everybody still. Yeah, it's not a. So what's the point of being or something private? like that? I don't know. I just like to keep a a tight, not tight circle. Yeah, I, no, it's nice to <laughs> okay, know. okay. I know people and have conversations, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many See, friends can I have and not let everybody in? <laughs> Well, then you could like do the close friends thing and whatever. And you could do that on regular. I, I don't post as okay, much anyway. anymore. Hey, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's okay. I don't It'll like be okay. Reels, but uh, yeah, seasoneqpt.com is the website. And um, yeah, say hi. There's a live chat there. Um, 
Todd, our customer service guy, or Bennett, or I was wondering who it was. possibly myself. Sometimes, if yeah. it's um, if it's time, I keep that open in the side there. It's nice to talk to customers sometimes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, reach out. It's cool. It's it's really cool to like see the um the community growing there and people kind of coming out of the woodwork who really like our brand and and what we stand for and just seeing more and more people and getting feedback one way or the other and mm-hmm. and uh, getting those little um those little wins. It, it's what keeps people going is like, I really love your stuff. Cause it's like, you know, mm. we're grinding and it's like <clears throat> those little comments really make, uh, make it good. And I usually take a screenshot and send it to our Slack group or whatever, a little motivation love that. for everybody because you know, you get in your little tunnel vision you're like, what am I doing here? And yeah. Then, you know, it's, it's tough. So yeah, reach out. It's great. So you know, you're a real company in 22, you have a Slack channel. Oh yeah. Big time. Real business. Kind of um, reach back out to if this guy ever listens to the podcast. Uh, he emailed and he's like, "Hey, I I go to UVM and I I you know do you need any help for something?" And I was like, "I was like, oh my god!" I like replied back. I'm like, you know, 15 years ago I did the same thing. Jay Leventhal like changed the course of my career. So like I'd be doing a disservice not to get back to you. And I haven't got back to the guy. <laughs> but I will. Jesus Christ! I okay. will. It's gonna happen. So um, hopefully we'll have a little army of interns and and start some people's careers and. And go from there. Sell some black skis and boards on the internet. Love that. Everybody go. And Evo stores. Buy, go buy some black skis on the internet or uh, apparently at Evo stores. Yes. Sick. And more places. Thank you.